Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Estás en Toronto, Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You have some news right in front of your face. It isn't necessarily news that, that I think has much legs, but you know how we roll here on the Fantasy Football Show. Even if something something's being talked about on a grand scale, we'll come on to either shoot it down, to confirm it, to try and uh, make sense of it. Um, I, I love when people come at me and say, Smitty, are you really going to post a video on this this BS or... Or they don't even watch the video and they're like, hey, Smitty, um, how could you talk bad about Lamar? And I'm like, have you even watched the video? I'm not saying I'm going to talk good about Lamar or talk bad about Lamar or talk much uh, of, of, of any side one way or the other. We do need to hit the intro to the news desk because we do have news. Let's go. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So we have this tweet or I'm sorry this yeah this tweet by uh Bleacher Report that kind of triggered a bunch of 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 talk on the internet about uh Lamar Jackson changing his header image where he says I need money at the top now Lamar has come out and said this is not related to the contract you guys run with everything and this is true to a big extent with the Debo Samuel stuff um everything Debo did the media would take it twisted up and, and just act like it meant something. Everybody's trying to make a splash, trying to get clicks, trying to get eyeballs. Even your boy Smitty's doing it because this needs to be talked about. I'm going to talk about it. But we do it for a reason. We do it because we love, love talking football. We love talking football. Um, it, it's, this is, this is, is there, pro, are there problems in Baltimore? I think there are, but I don't think it necessarily won't get resolved. If anybody thinks that Lamar isn't upset that he lost his number one wide receiver, if anybody thinks that Lamar is waiting to sign his contract because, you know, he he just doesn't feel like it right now, you're crazy. He has said before there is there is a there are a, a numerous reports that talk about how this guy may want to be franchise tagged for multiple years. Now this could be posturing, obviously, but he may want to be franchise tagged for multiple years. Because he doesn't necessarily want to sign a long-term deal. Some of that might be just money-related. He's been asked, do you think you'll stay in Baltimore? His answer has been, yeah, I, th- I think I'll finish my career here. Yeah, everybody's going to say that wherever they're playing, right? Doesn't mean that he really, really believes that. I believe that he is questioning a little bit his situation long-term there. Because, I mean, you trade away a guy's top wide receiver, he's going to be a little pissed off. I don't think he's happy with the situation entirely. I think he loves Baltimore. I think he loves that the system is built around him. I'm not saying he doesn't end up staying and inking a big contract this offseason. I do believe that part of him not signing a deal has to do with him not having an agent. I don't know why this man decides not to 
uh, bring in someone professional to handle this because he wants to save this or that on that percentage, or maybe he wants to handle it himself for other reasons. But the team, I believe the team would probably even pick up the tab on whatever the agent's getting paid just to get a deal done. You know, and I, I think Michael Florio even brought that up as a, a suggestion that he wanted to potentially uh, suggest to the Ravens that they pick up the tab so that an agent would get paid and you could get someone professional in here to handle the negotiation. Lamar Jackson shouldn't be handling this by himself. This is a monster contract. This is a deal that you should have somebody that knows how to do this professionally get involved. It's part of the reason why a deal hasn't gotten done. He hasn't had somebody professionally telling him, look, I realize you might want this as your end goal. I realize you might want this as your end goal. Let's 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 ink a deal. Like I would have inked a deal off the back of the Deshaun Watson deal. That is when you ink a deal. When somebody sets a precedent and sets a tone of getting $230 million guaranteed, that's when you ink a deal. That's when you ink a deal. It's crazy. It's crazy. Why on earth? Why on earth not go after, even if you don't sign it, why not go after $230 million contract like Deshaun Watson? He could have probably got as close to the sun as he wanted to in that very moment, but he doesn't. He waits. And I know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some people are going to say he's smart. He's smart by not getting an agent because look what he's doing. He's going to get contract uh, a franchise tag. Then he'll get franchise tag. Then maybe he signs a $300 million deal, Smitty. Maybe he won't get a 250 Maybe he gets a 300 mil guaranteed deal because he waits two years. Maybe, maybe dogs fly. Like, honestly, this is a running quarterback. If I was his agent, I'd be like, bro, you run 150 to 180 times a game. A season, a game, almost. (laughs) 180 times a season. He was on on pace for, I think, 185 to 190 rushing attempts last year. And he got hurt, okay? Okay. He got hurt. He is very likely to get injured. To not sign a long-term deal that sniffs above probably $200 million guaranteed if you wanted to off the back of the Deshaun Watson deal is absolutely crazy. Absolute madness. And he needs an agent. And he needs an agent right now. He needs an, he needs an agent right now. Otherwise, he's going to leave money on the table because if he gets hurt, he suffers some sort of Dak Prescott ankle injury that that he isn't lucky enough to come back from, 
or he suffers an injury that hobbles him for the next couple years, his running ability is the main reason he is good. He is not a great passing quarterback. He is a very, he's becoming very good at throwing the football, but he's not great. He's nowhere near the level of the top tier passing, pure passing quarterbacks. But this man is like a running back, an additional running back. You hear people say that a lot. Sometimes I think that's a ridiculous uh, argument because he's not really like having an extra running back because his passing yards aren't. Josh Allen's like having an extra running back because he's throwing at an elite level and running at an elite level. Lamar's running at an ultra elite level and passing at a, at a good level, a mediocre level. If you took away his running, he wouldn't be near the same player. Uh, Devin dropping a wad on screen. Devin says, Smitty, sign me up for that league. Devin, send me a DM on Instagram right now, young man. Send me a DM right now. But anyways, let's get back. Let's circle back to to the question at hand and then work our way back around. So this tweet, or I'm sorry, this yeah, this tweet by by Bleacher Report that triggered off of the the header image being traded where he says, I need money. Now Lamar says that has nothing to do with the contract negotiation, but come on. You know, you know this is like you are a you are a grown man that is in the spotlight, being in front of the media and the spotlight is part of your job. You know putting up an image at the top of your Twitter header that that has a million followers and and all the, the top news sources in the world are, are monitoring everything you say and do in the middle of this contract negotiation. And you put up a, a, a graphic that says, I need money. I'm just saying, uh, every single sane individual on this planet would realize that will trigger some people to react and he's surprised that the the NFL world and social media is blowing up asking questions about it like what did he think was going to happen what did he think was going to happen uh swaggy says smitty you worry about injuries way too much for these NFL players they don't even worry as much as you do it's what I get paid to do swaggy I get paid to look out for you do you want me not to to keep uh keep all this in order for you and and keep track of it and figure out the best pattern recognition data that can help drive you towards success swaggy do you not want me to help you avoid drafting a player that i think could get hurt i'm not saying don't draft lamar but you're talking about injury do you want me to not tell you about derrick henry's probable demise do do you want me to not tell you about cam Akers? derrick henry and cam Akers, swaggy were my number one and number two Avoid players for 2022. What happened, Swaggy? Let's wait for Swaggy to answer. Derrick Henry, Cam Akers, and Barkley. My top three avoids for 2022, Swaggy. Let's go ahead and and wait for Swaggy to answer. Swaggy? We're waiting. We're waiting. Those are my top three, boy. My top three. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We're waiting for swags. Lamar always been a little injury prone, to be honest, says Anonymous. And running 155 to 185 times every single year is going to break him down quicker than the average running back. It's just going to happen. And I, I hate when people say you can't predict injury. I'm not saying you can predict injury exactly. I'm not saying that I, I knew Cam Akers was going to tear his Achilles tendon exactly. I'm not telling you that I know that Derrick Henry won't last or will last 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games in 2022 before he falls off. I don't know exactly when it's all going to happen. I don't have the Gray's Book Sports Almanac sitting in front of me, or I probably would be in Vegas 365 days a year. Henry was a freak accident, Smitty. There we go. There we go. So let me get this straight. You worry about injury too much, Smitty, and then when I when I say avoid a player, he's going to get hurt, and he gets hurt. Now what? Now it doesn't count? It counts only when I'm wrong, Swaggy? I'm trying to understand this. Henry was a freak injury, yet he was my biggest avoid for 2021, and it was a freak injury, so that gets a pass. I don't understand, Swaggy. I don't understand. How do I not worry about injury enough or appropriately when the three biggest players I said to avoid in 2021 all got hurt, bro? All got hurt, and now this one gets a pass. Henry gets a pass. It was a freak injury? How was it a freak injury? How, how was it a freak injury? The man had over 400 carries the year prior. The man had a 2,000-yard season, both of which independently call for his demise because that's what history tells us. He has to be the one outlier. Henry has to be the one outlier to not get hurt in 2021. 400 carries, the death of a running back. The death of his career. 400 carries. Okay, he's going to be this, this outlier. That could be the case, Swaggy. That could be the case, but history told you that would not be the case. History told you Derrick Henry was going to get hurt. History told you that he couldn't have had more than half of the production he had the year prior because he was either going to break down and fall off the face of the earth physically or break down and get hurt and get half the carries. He got half of the workload, almost to a T. History was 100% accurate, 100%. And to save as a freak injury, Swaggy, he came off a 400-carry season. Swaggy, listen to yourself. Henry's injury was a freak accident. How? He had 400 carries, Swaggy. He's going to walk into 2022 where this team's going to feed him 27 to 30 carries a game. And let me guess, he's going to have another freak injury, Swaggy. Another freak injury at some point in 2022 is what I'm guessing is going to happen according, according to this comment. Swaggy, I appreciate you. But you came in hot saying, I'm worried about injury too much. And then you came in even even hotter and said Henry was a freak injury. And that me predicting Henry, Henry Akers and Barkley being complete avoids was what? Luck, luck, and luck? 
Back to Lamar. Back to Lamar. Lamar Jackson, not too worried about the header image in his Twitter. In his tweeter. I'm not thinking this has much to do with anything. I'm not thinking that he's in horrible contract negotiation positioning with the team. As far as I understand it, and everybody that is chirping in my ear, because as you can imagine, your boy Smitty's pretty dialed in to 100 different places. I've got text messages that are Niner geared. You know a lot of my Niner guys. I've got text messages and DM strings that are people that are very tied into Baltimore, tied into Buffalo, tied into whatever. I've got a, you You should see my phone when I, when I wake up in the morning. It's absolutely blitzed with DMs and notifications. I have to turn off my notifications in a weird way that works for me. And that's why I don't see DMs anymore really on Instagram. I just don't see it. I got too many, too many people that... That, that are coming, you know, for, 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 for questions and all that. And I just can't do it. I've got too much other stuff coming in. But everything I'm hearing coming out of my Baltimore people, my people dialed into this situation, is that the Ravens want to get a deal done. The Ravens want this to be inked. The Ravens are trying their very best. This is not like the Debo, Samuel, and 49ers situation where Debo wants his deal, the Niners... They say they want it, but they haven't even entered in the door. They haven't even walked in the door. So, um, Swaggy, you can't defend Derrick Henry better than that. I don't know what you, what you guys are suggesting there, but Jeff says, wear and tear on the human body from massive blunt force trauma after year, year after year is undeniably an influence on increased injury risk. I know, Jeff, It's you can't convince people about injury. People don't... There's certain people that say you can't predict injury. You can't predict injury. You can't predict injury. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. People just think that you are just throwing mud at a wall to see if it will stick. You're playing an odds game. There's odds percentages at every turn in fantasy football. I do my very best to allow everybody... The best chance of victory. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm right. Uh, Ron Navy says, No, stop talking about Henry getting injured. Smitty, Henry got a, his foot stepped on, which any anybody's ankle can twist and break in their Yeah, but bro, it's all about the mileage, bro. It's all about the mileage. Do you know how many times your ankle twists? Like this is. Let me explain it, Ron, the way that, that, that I understand it and the way that I think makes the most sense. Do you know how many times Derrick Henry's foot probably did what it just did? Throughout the year? Probably 100, 100, 200 times? Do you know how many times that you you stepped the way he stepped and nothing happens? The problem is the wear and tear. I think what people don't understand is that like they think that he's built different. He's going to survive differently. You can ignore all the, all the data because he's this different, massive human being. But when you're as big as Derrick Henry and you hit the ground over and over and over, the wear and tear is harder on you than it is the average person. So guys like Henry fall off the face of the earth really quickly. But the thing you got to understand is that Derrick Henry stepping weird and having a freak injury wouldn't happen. He would be able to take that step, not break his foot, more than likely, if he didn't have the wear and tear on the body. It's all about wear and tear. I could go out. I've got wear and tear on my knees that make it so the likelihood of me tearing something, going and playing, 
a very competitive game of basketball at LA Fitness. The odds of me leaving the court today, if I go down and play two straight games uh, to 15, by ones and twos, two straight games to 15, the odds of me leaving with a season-ending injury are probably 30%. Like, my knees are shot for the, the lateral. Like, I can go forward. I'm, I'm, I can run a six-minute mile, sub-six-minute mile. I can go north and south all day long. The right to left, my knees my knees can't take it anymore. They've, they've had too much abuse over the years. They just can't do it. There's a certain point where these easy things that you do cause injury. So Derrick Henry's freak injury wouldn't have been an issue had he not had the mileage, I almost guarantee you, he could have accepted this or that or rolled his foot and it not have broken. It's the wear and tear. It's the, it's almost, it's 900 in about 20 carries or so in a 2.5 window of time. Do you guys understand how big of a workload that is? 920 carries roughly in a 2.5 window of time. We're, we're concerned about Zeke Elliott being complete toast on a long, lengthy career of right around 1,600 to 1,700 carries, if I remember correctly. That's, that's over a long career that Zeke Elliott has acquired and consumed over about 16 to 1,700 total carries, which is such an, a high number. There's no one in the NFL relevant that has that kind of carry workload history, they're just not relevant anymore. You can't have 17. Zeke is a, a specimen for even getting this far. And Zeke could have a little bit left. I don't know that he has a 17-game stretch of being elite, but let's say he was elite for four or five games and then gets hurt. The likelihood of Zeke getting hurt going full go is astronomically high. Could Zeke perform at an elite level for five, six, seven games and be lights out? He could. But if he did that, the odds of Zeke Elliott tearing something, breaking a bone, accidentally stepping weird and having his foot break and calling it an accidental injury or a very unlikely injury, the odds of that happening are astronomically high for Zeke Elliott. Just extremely high. Probably some of the highest injury odds in fantasy football is if Zeke is fed full course meals, he will get her MCL, some kind of injury, uh, meniscus, whatever, it's going to happen to this man. His knees have been through the ringer for years. Derrick Henry getting uh, 27 to 30 carries a game, whether it's considered a freak injury when it happens because he rolls his foot weird, whatever, the workload will make Henry break at some point during the season. There's no way Derrick Henry can run 27 to 29 to 30 carries a game, which is what Tennessee will stupidly ask him to do because they have no A.J. Brown. They have no offense that's consistent or ready to go out of the box in 2022. They're going to lean on Henry. He's going to face more eight-man fronts, more box counts than ever before with A.J. Brown gone. Derrick Henry's going to have a tougher time getting yards per carry than he ever has. He's going to face more eight-man fronts, and he's going to get easily the same, if not more, workload walking into 2022 to say that Derrick Henry could survive 20 um 2022 at a 27 to 29 carry a game pace is crazy odds crazy crazy odds back on point on Lamar because we got sidetracked on Derrick Henry and I just want to get back on track here uh look at Edger and James career 
he was injured several times. And yeah, but you can't really, Ron can't really use older running backs that were from a different time. Like this is, that's when 30 was the 30. This now in today's NFL, 26, 27 is the new 30. The decline for a running back. It used to be at 30 years old. You can't really, even, 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 uh, Zeke Elliott is from the old school. You can't almost even use him. The, the running back in today's NFL, the abuse you get coming into the pros, the harder hits from high school, from from college on up, the abuse that the running back takes between the tackles now, when they enter the NFL, is different than it used to be. They're already this far along in, in, in lower body abuse. And then the NFL hits harder. It's stronger. It's faster. And every hit you take is just harder. And it adds up astronomically to a point where that's why a running back now has a shelf life that, that ends around 26, 27. People had such a, a tough time wrapping their head around the decline of Todd Gurley. Do you know how much pushback? Do you know that the pushback I got on Todd Gurley will fall off the face of the earth? Do you know, Ron, that the pushback I got on that was 10 times stronger than the pushback I'm getting on Derrick Henry? 10 times stronger. People had such a tough time accepting the inevitable decline of Todd Gurley. It was absolutely on the horizon. You could even see it. Like with Derrick Henry, the one thing I'll say is that there's no there's no visual evidence that he has dropped off t- to the degree that, that Todd Gurley had in my mind. I could see Todd Gurley's drop off and it was evident, but he was going one, two, three overall coming out of that Super Bowl where he, was, he wasn't used and he was banged up. And people had the toughest time accepting that he wasn't a player that you should draft even in round two. And he was going one, two, three. It took all offseason long. We beat a dead horse on the topic. Um, we definitely drove his ADP down at least a handful of spots with all the content that was produced on it. And I know everybody wants to say things like this. And, and, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Derrick Henry's a monster. He is a monster. He is built different. He is an outlier to some degree. But if you're going to bank on him to get 27 to 30 carries a game coming off an injury, we don't even know for sure. Maybe he's had the plate taken out of his foot, and I'll feel a little bit better about him. Not to the point where it changes much of my thinking, but if that plate's still in there, I have even bigger concerns. But right now, we don't know if that plate was taken out. If anybody has that information, drop it um, and and drop a source of where we could find it. But Derrick Henry... The odds of injury are extremely high at his his age for running backs, his workload for running backs, his workload all through high school, his workload in college. He had, I think, the fifth highest carry total season in college football history. And the most carries I can even find for a 2.5 window of time. This man has 900 plus carries in a 2.5 window of time. The last two and a half years, he got injured, so he played half a year last year. The last two and a half years, he's out of our 900 carries. Absolutely crazy. It's crazy. It's madness. I'm not going near it. I'm not going near it. I don't blame anybody for wanting to go along for one more ride. I understand it. And I'm not mad at anybody. No one's taking a lap. I could be wrong. It's me playing the odds game. That means I have no crystal ball or any exact science to prove that Derrick Henry can't produce at a 27 to 29 carry a game pace and stay healthy for even remotely close to a full season. I have nothing I can give you other than the historical data 
that suggests that it is very, very unlikely, if not near impossible. And if he is the outlier, which can be the case, he can be the outlier. I'm not saying he can't be the outlier. He certainly could be the outlier. If Derrick Henry's the outlier, then it is for one more year. And you've got to make that call if you're willing to put your fantasy season on the line because of the cost of entry, the ADP so high. You've got to make that call if if you want to put your season on the line in hopes that Derrick Henry does have that once-in-a-lifetime type of year, which is certainly possible. Um, let's see here. 94 of you, 97 of you in here currently hit the like button on your way in the door, or if you've been sitting in here, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you're new, and wipe your feet at the door. Subscribe if you're new. Ron Navy dropping another super chat. Damn you, Smitty! You're making uh, you're making side with Swaggy. Oh, you're siding with Swaggy. Well, that's that's a first. Swaggy says. One of the most difficult things to do is try and guess and predict injuries. You will be wrong way more than you're right. Swaggy, I hear this every year. This is not new information. I appreciate your super chat. I appreciate you. But I hear this every year. I heard it last year with Barkley when I said avoid Barkley. Where is Barkley? Like Swaggy. Last year, I don't think I could have been more accurate for predicting injury. So, like, I'm a little dumbfounded how you're giving me no credit whatsoever when my three biggest avoids were absolutely home run avoids, bro. Home run avoids. And you're literally coming at me about this Derrick Henry stuff as if I don't have a point. Like, Swaggy, I'll admit you have a point. You've heard me say, draft him if you want. You're not taking any laps. I totally agree that there's a percentage chance that Derrick Henry could do what you're suggesting. But you literally it feels like are not even accepting the angle that I'm coming from, that there's no validity to it, that the workload of 900 carries in a 1.5 or 2.5 window of time isn't the most concerning stat you've ever heard for a running back coming off a 400 carry season and a 2,000 yard season, which broke him, whether you think it was accidental or not. All I'm saying is, You have the evidence right in front of you that what I'm saying has legs. I'm not saying that they can't, you, he can't defy the odds. He most certainly can. And, and here's the other thing that I hear over and over. So Swaggy, once I nail the Derek Hent or the, the, the avoid Saquon Barkley prediction, then I hear this the rest of the, the next off season. Saquon injury wasn't hard to predict because his injury was going to take a full year for, then I hear that. Then I hear that. Swaggy is never ending. It's this side, then I get hit from this side, then this side. Okay, avoid Barkley. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Swaggy, the same pushback you're giving me from Henry, I got for avoiding Barkley. Now Barkley was an easy call, Swaggy. Now he was an easy call to avoid all year. Okay, okay. God. It, it, it never ends. It never ends. And, and you know what? I do like the positive shows. A lot more because I know this triggers a lot of people to come and defend the players they own in Dynasty. It's natural. There are a lot of Henry owners right now that don't want to hear what I'm saying. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that 
if you play the odds game and you look at historical data and you say to yourself, no running back recovers from a breaking after a 400 carry season, that the odds are in my favor. And I don't, I commend you for taking the chance and rolling the dice with Henry. And I, and I appreciate it. And in one league, I've already said, I'll probably do it. Because, but the odds are so low that he's going to be able to survive a 27-plus carry a game season. Just extremely low. Um, cue up Rocky theme music. Okay. Let's go. These are the best shows. Smitty, I enjoy them going. I, you know, a lot of people do enjoy the screaming and yelling. Um, so I understand. I understand. Definitely makes you feel like there are a handful of people that are upset at you in the chat, but the majority of the viewers are enjoying the show. Let's get back on point with Lamar. What do I think about Lamar for 2022? Ready to ready for another bunch of people to come get all upset at me and say Lamar's the best ever? Lamar Jackson, let's let's look at the facts. I, I imagine Swaggy's gonna gonna hate this one too. This feels like the same type of underdog stance that I think Swaggy's going to take, which I appreciate. And Swaggy, if I'm ever in a position where I need someone to believe in me when I'm about to fall flat on my face, I know Swaggy's going to be there for me because Swaggy is an underdog uh, supporter. So he he's and speaking of underdog, underdog fantasy, get on over to the link in the description. Or the fantasyfootballshow.com and click on the underdog banner. Or use just promo code Smitty at underdog and play underdog fantasy and, and dominate this season using all the stuff you're learning here in the community from the followers, not just me, our community's absolute fire, straight fire. Um not upset, love a good debate. Yeah, Ron Ron, I know that. Ron Ron's got thick skin. Ron's not gonna let that affect him. Ron's loved Henry the whole time I've trashed on him, and and Ron's Ron doesn't affect Ron. That's the only thing Ron and I really, truly disagree with. What's up, Thorbear? Um, where was I at? Lamar. Lamar Jackson busted in 2020. The first half of the season. First half of the season, Lamar Jackson completely busted. And it wasn't all his fault. It was because... They switched the offense up on him and held him back. The Ravens decided, we don't want Lamar Jackson running as much anymore. We're going to tweak the offense and the way he plays and ask Lamar Jackson not to run the football. So in 2020, the first half of the season, Lamar was held back. Lamar was benchable in fantasy football in 2020. Um, No, what... He did not. He did not bust. He did bust. He did bust. We're in this. We're in a fantasy football world right here, bro. So we're talking fantasy football. He absolutely busted. He was practically unstartable for the first eight weeks of the season, and I have people messaging me on my thefantasyfootballshow.com one-on-one text line. Thefantasyfootballshow.com. Order it about. When do I put him on the bench, Smitty? I'm Lamar's killing me. Lamar completely had a horrible first part of the season. And then and then Lamar turned it on in the second half of the year in 2020. So he did have 
a Lamar-like finish. Then Lamar gets hurt last year. The dude runs a ton. There's literally two years in a row of Lamar disappointing you from a fantasy football perspective. And you can say an injured player can't disappoint. Of course an injured player can get disappointed. Ask all the Christian McCaffrey owners if they're disappointed in Christian McCaffrey. Ask all the Mike Thomas owners if they're disappointed in Mike Thomas. Ask all the all the whatever. Any, name any injured player at all. It's disappointing. You still get disappointed. Um, And, and even Swaggy. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad Swaggy's actually not He's actually looking at this from, from I think, the correct perspective. Lamar was a huge letdown last year. He got injured. Complete letdown. Uh, Macho Taco says that uh, Burrow saved him. If you had Lamar last year, he didn't help you win your league. If anything, he helped kind of either set you off course or, um, you know, you, you lost because you didn't react properly enough. Lamar was a liability last year in fantasy. He was a liability for half of a season the year prior. So when people get mad at me when I say Lamar Jackson's a a, a iffy pick, there's, there's nothing but facts to back what I'm saying up two years in a row. Same thing when I say that Barkley's a big risk at 2.10. At 3.5, I can get behind it. I'm not mad at anybody for drafting Lamar or for drafting Saquon Barkley in the third round. But when you take Saquon Barkley at 2.4 or 2.5, coming off of the two years he's coming off, you're taking straight-up risk with a little bit of upside. Whereas you wait one whole 12 picks a whole round, and then all of a sudden, you balance the scales. Um, I'm getting to it, Aaron. I'm getting to it. Come on, Smitty. You tricked me coming in here. Thought you had some useful news. I do have some useful news. If you sit back and, and and kick back, put your feet up on the table and watch the show, I'm trying to tell you what I think's going on in Baltimore. What I think's really going on in Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson isn't entirely happy there. The same way that McLaurin wasn't entirely happy in Washington, but he still signed his deal. Meaning he could still sign. Like, I'm not saying Lamar's wanting com- out completely. I'm saying Lamar is hesitating from locking up a big fat contract because he doesn't know where he wants to be two or three years from now. And signing a massive deal with the Ravens right now locks him down. I think that's part of why he's hesitating. And the team didn't help matters by trading away his top wide receiver option that took him some time to build rapport with. Now he doesn't have the weaponry he had previously. Now Bateman, instead of being kind of a sneaky wide receiver two for the team that could have had a whole lot of, uh, I think, more upside, now gets shoved into the the role where now the top defender uh, on the opposing side is going to absolutely focus on shutting him down. Um, You've got all the pressure on Andrews now, whereas before you had Hollywood Brown keeping defenses honest, and it was really hard to worry about where everybody was on the field. Had they kept Hollywood Brown... Had they kept Hollywood, had they had Andrews and Bateman all in the field together, I think Lamar Jackson would have been in a pretty comfortable spot from a from a from a passing perspective. And then what does that do? That trickles into the run. That opens the door for Lamar to have nothing but space because defenses have to, yes, focus on where Lamar is going. 
but they can't do it all. So it's like, you've got Andrews, you've got Hollywood, who's super hard to contain one-on-one. You've got Hollywood racing around the field wide open. You've got Andrews as a safety net and absolute wide receiver monster. And you got this nice rising up-and-coming wide receiver in Bateman that no one can really even focus on. Bateman's just going to be free to do whatever he wants. There's no room to worry about where Bateman's going. Even if Bateman had two straight 100-yard games, Opposing defenses the next game would say, we can't worry about Bateman. How are we going to worry about Bateman? We got Andrews and Hollywood Brown and then Lamar and then a run game, which is injured, but they're going to run a lot. How are we going to worry about Bateman? They wouldn't have have been able to even consider. I don't care if he had three straight 100-yard games. They're still saying, Bateman who? We can't cover him. He's got it. Let him go. Let Bateman beat us then. Bateman would, would have a much better year if he was the number two wide receiver and third option, he would have had a better year, in my opinion, because he would have been an afterthought for defenses. Now Bateman is shoved into the wide receiver one role. Hollywood's gone. Lamar takes a lot of time to develop rapport. It took a while for Hollywood Brown and Lamar to develop a rapport. And Hollywood Brown didn't even want to stay in Baltimore. He wanted out. So you've got to ask yourself, if Hollywood Brown wanted out, and, and Lamar is refusing to sign a deal that would have probably off the back of the Watson deal if he acted right away. If he had an agent, if he's smart enough, to, smart enough to have an agent, he would have had a deal done off the back of the Deshaun Watson $230, $230 million guaranteed deal. Off the back of it. Jump, springboard, boom. Give me a two. Okay, give me 220. That's whatever. whatever. Just give me two, two plus guaranteed. 200 plus guaranteed. Just give it to me quick before everybody realizes this really isn't the market. Now everyone's laughing at the, at the Browns. Everyone's laughing at the contract. And now I don't think Lamar's sniffing anything close to that deal when he may have been able to touch the sun had he tried for it right after that deal was made. I don't know that Lamar wants to stay is my point. I don't know. So clickbait? I don't think so. I don't think so, Austin. What I'm here to tell you is I think there are problems in Baltimore. So this is not clickbait. This is me giving you my assessment. I don't think the problems are so crazy that the team can't do well. But I think that this smells very similar to the Cleveland Browns situation. I said the Cleveland Browns would bust last season. I said that the, the Bengals will win the division. Everybody in here that was riding with me last year that isn't new, you heard me beat a dead horse on Jamar Chase. Had to be the pick. The Bengals were going to win the division. The Bengals were going to shock the world. The Browns were going to bust. And everybody said the Browns had the best drafts. Many, what are you talking about? The Browns are pretty good. The Browns are going to do well. They're going to run the ball well. The Browns dropped the ball. The Browns dropped the ball. The ball. So I know, and I also said the Bengals would win the division, and people said, how are they going to beat the Ravens? The Ravens dropped the ball. The Ravens disappointed. Lamar got hurt. Lamar was disappointing. Lamar loses his number one option, and now it's like everybody thinks everything's going to be just fine, and I don't know that it will be. I'm not saying that Lamar's going to flat out bust in 2022, but give me Trey Lance over Lamar Jackson rounds later. Give me Russell Wilson a round or two later. Give me, give me, uh, uh, give me Joe Burrow probably at the same place you're drafting Lamar. Sometimes behind Lamar, Joe Burrow crushes Lamar in 2022. 
And you can come back at me later, Swaggy, and say, well, you can't predict injury. Yeah, I can say that Lamar Jackson has a real high likelihood of getting hurt running the ball 150 to 180 times in a season. A very high likelihood. Take away his number one wide receiver. Guess what? He's scrambling on broken plays even more. Guess what? There's more penalties because they don't know exactly what they're doing like they did with Hollywood Brown there. The offense will be a little less efficient. They're talking about wanting to run the ball more than ever. Changing it up. Changing it up for Lamar hasn't always worked out well. We've got evidence that when they try and change things drastically in Baltimore from an offensive scheme perspective or game plan perspective, Lamar ends up having a lesser year. And if Lamar Jackson has two years in a row where he's disappointed, you tell me. You tell me how this feels like a lock and not a risk when you end up having to take him in round five or six. Give me Joe Burrow every single time over Lamar Jackson. And I venture to say that most times Lamar will get drafted ahead of Joe Burrow or exactly in the same place. Aaron says he's getting Joe Burrow sometimes in the 8th and ninth round. If you're getting Joe Burrow in the 8th and ninth round, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, you're playing with my grandma. You're playing with Ron's grandma. You're playing with Meet the Woo's grandma. Swaggy's grandma might even be in that draft. You're playing with grandma's Aaron. Congratulations. Way to beat up on a bunch of old grannies in a league, Aaron. 8th and ninth round is sick. That is disgusting. I don't think I've ever seen that, so I I don't know. But I will say that you better give my grandma her money back, Aaron. Um, honestly, I don't rank Lamar in the top 10, says Jeff. Uh, Aaron says high stakes. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why our I don't know why all of our grandmas are playing in high stakes leagues now. I don't know what happened. How'd they all get in one the same league? <laughs> How'd they get the I don't I don't know what's going on. All I know is Burrow goes in six seven on the regular from what I could see. And seven's like a little unusual. He's usually going in round six. Um I don't I I'm uh, first of all, congratulations that you're finding him there, Aaron, and I appreciate that and I'm glad you are and, and congratulations. But I will say that uh, I can't give advice for people to expect that because you know what I'd hear all day long, Aaron. You can't get him around seven or eight speed. That's stupid. You know, like I, I don't want to hear that, so I'm not going to even bring it up when I when I talk about it. It's like, what's the average? It's a, it's around six, and that's all I can that's all I can do with it. I know I know this feels this is going to feel this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt, guys. This is going to hurt. Um, they get a senior discount, says says Ron Navy. This is going to hurt to hear, but Lamar Jackson, put your earmuffs on, put your put your 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 goggles on that you can't see out of, um, put grandma's glasses on that are this thick, because what I'm I'm about to do is going to hurt a lot of you. But Lamar Jackson, you've just been Smitty disapproved. At his ADP. Given the other options, given that Burrow's there every single time, given Trey Lance is available a round or two or three sometimes later, Trey Lance, Joe Burrow, even Russell Wilson, ahead of Lamar Jackson. You've just been Smitty Approved.
with the understanding and caveat that you use ADP. So obviously take Trey Lance much later than you get Trey Lance or that you get uh, uh, Lamar. If somebody comes in here and says, I drafted Trey Lance right where Lamar's going, you better be right, Smitty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Hey, Smitty, I took your advice and I took Trey Lance at round four or five. Are you proud of me? No, I'm not proud of you. I'm not proud of you at all. You have to use ADP to your advantage. Where is Lance going? Seven, eight. Where's Lamar going? Five or six? Put it together. Put it together. Put the pieces together. It's steel season. Taking Lance at seven, eight allows and frees you up to use your fifth rounder on a guy like, what if Waddle falls to the fifth round? What if, uh, I've seen Brees Hall even fall to the fifth round. It's not super common, but the fifth round is actually extremely valuable. Extremely valuable. ETN used to fall to round five. Now he's going in four, sometimes in three. But the point is, and that's why you do best ball, you do these DFS drafts early because you can take full advantage of when ET. Remember when ETN was going in round five on underdog fantasy on the regular? It was months long. Use promo code SMITTY. Link is in the description. It was months long. We stole. Ron, were you were you drafting then on, on underdog before, before that ADP uh, change happened? You could literally get ETN in round five. You could get Brees Hall in round five. It was absolutely steel season. You could get Herbert in round five on the regular, and sometimes you still can. You could get Burrow in seven. It was doing underdog drafts early. It's the best thing you can do. Promo code SMITTY. Link in the description. Absolute craziness that you take full advantage of. Justin Herbert season. Justin Herbert. To the moon. Trey Lance. To the moon. Brees Hall. To the moon. ETN. To the moon. Lamar Jackson. You've just been SMITTY disapproved. Not that Lamar can't have a good season or prove me wrong. I I need you guys to listen to me very clearly here. It's not that Lamar can't do it. Like, what I don't need or even care about is if somebody comes to me after and says, Lamar Lamar is top five, top six, top five. You feel pretty stupid now, don't you, Smitty? You feel... You feel like a total moron now, don't you, Smitty? Hey, Smitty, Derrick Henry lasted 14 games, did really, really well. 14 and a half games. You feel pretty stupid, don't you? Actually, not at all. I actually don't even feel bad or feel like it did anything wrong because it's odds games. Can you can you rule on the roulette wheel? Can you get a four? Can you put all your money, your life savings down on number four? Yeah, you can. If you put your life savings down on number four and rolled that ball broski and landed on four you i i'm still gonna call you a moron that was absolutely lucky and you just did an amazing thing that can't ever really happen to anybody else that you'll ever meet it still can work i'm not saying the odds are that against henry or that against lamar but it is an odds game and i think 
you absolutely need to be careful with your draft capital to the point where if Lamar's going higher than Joe Burrow, and I have Joe Burrow as my number one, two, or three overall quarterback, Joe Burrow could actually outscore every single fantasy football player in fantasy football. He could be the number one overall scorer, and he falls into the sixth round. That's why I did a video that's the most recent video before this one. Go watch it on why Joe Burrow ranks inside my top four overall league-winning players for 2022, and he actually ranks number one in the sense that you can get him the last player in fantasy football that I think can be the number one overall scorer in all of fantasy football in round six. It is a league. You've just been Smitty approved. League winner meet the woo just watch it let's open up the phone lines if any of you have gripes and complaints um and you want to come in and just tell me how i'm so wrong about injuries or this or that keep it short no long calls literally it's like a you're going to ask a question and then we're moving on okay no no long stuff we're not dragging this out dial into the show let's roll call into the show call into the show call, call, call into the show Dial in. Dial in. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Yell at me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me how Henry's built different. Call in and let's talk positive. We don't have to talk negative. This doesn't have to be a screaming match. But dial in and tell me what is on your mind. Uh, But keep it brief. We will hang up on you if you take too long. And that's no offense. We just need to keep the show rolling. Hurts over Lamar over Kryler. Uh, I'm going to say I haven't even talked about Hurts. I would take Hurts over Lamar Jackson. I would actually draft Hurts over Lamar Jackson. Hurts is probably headed to the moon. To the moon. I would take Hurts over Lamar. You can think I'm crazy all you want. Enjoy. Get your popcorn ready. Let's roll. Have a good time. Have a good time. That means no Ron calls. Ron, you can call. Just yeah, just make it short. You're good. Dial in. Just a, uh, we're just keeping it brief. So Hertz should be drafted in the fourth. No, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're baiting me here. Smitty, you like Hertz, so I'm gonna take him in the fourth and blame it on you. <laughs> <laughs> take a lap. Where's my button? Take a lap. Take, take a lap. Take a lap. Take, take, take a lap. Hurts my number three this year, round six. Um, and you can get him later than six. You can get him in seven sometimes. But yeah, I, I think Hurts is... Hurts and Lance are my, my number five over Lamar. Like, surprising finish. You draft him where the ADP allows. If you draft... Trey Lance is the fifth draft drafted quarterback. You're not paying attention. If you draft Hurts as the fifth drafted quarterback, you're not paying attention. I'm not... I'm not targeting anybody in here. I'm just saying you in general. If you're watching and you go, did he, did he just say fifth? He just said Trey Lance and Hurts are number five. What a moron. He would draft a Margaret. Hey, Ma. Yes? Smitty just said he'd draft Hurts number five. What an idiot. No, but he's a... We got a call. We got a call. 
You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Yellow! Try calling back. I don't know what happened there. Dial in again. Dial in again. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Where's the meatloaf? Okay, um, <laughs> dial back in, I don't know, I might have hung up on you an accident, I'm, it, it gives me literally, my setup here, it's hard to change some things, and it gives me like two and a half rings, and then if I hit it wrong, it'll hang up, or you guys hang up, or whatever, I don't know, AJ Brown turned Tannehill into a great QB, I wouldn't say great QB, well, at times he did, I guess, I guess have great numbers, didn't he? Um, yeah, Tannehill is going to look like at the club when the lights come on, we're going to see what Tannehill really looks like without AJ Brown. AJ Brown leaving is like the lights coming on at the club. Um, and and this offense is going to look pretty different. And that's one of the concerns I have for Henry. Um, that had to be swaggy. I don't know. They didn't call back. Whoever called didn't call back. So grab him in the seventh hurts. Yeah. Seventh. If you can get hurts in the seven, the seventh round, man. He's a home run there. I think six might be a tad early. Like, we do mock drafts, and I feel like like six is okay, though. Like, you know, come to think of it. Like, end of six, I could be okay with that. Like, 6.9, 6.10. Like, when you're almost at the turn anyway, like, why not? Why not? That that ain't bad. But but try your the latest in the sixth round as possible, and seven would be a home run. Lamar calling to confirm he's taking his legs and talents elsewhere. Yeah, Lamar, Lamar's probably pretty pissed off right now at a lot of people because he's getting a lot of hate. But, you know, you change you change your, your Twitter header to this, then you it's kind of your fault, okay? If, if Twitter and social media are going to blow up and say that you have issues with your contract, it's kind of your fault to post this on your header and expect any different. Um, if Burrow isn't available, Hurts is an automatic pick, says Prime. I like that. I like that. I like Trey Lance too. Hertz and Trey Lance are equally, in my opinion, the five. The the guys that are going to shock the world and grab a hold of the quarterback five spot after the big four. The big four, you can have them in any order. There's no laps being taken, you know, if you've got a different order than me. Herbert, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow with the best value out of all of them being Joe Burrow because he goes rounds later. And then Mahomes, top four. And then then it's tier break. And then it's Trey Lance and Hurts trying to get up in that tier the entire season. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Mitty. Yeah. It's Swaggy. Swaggy. I don't think... Is this really Swaggy? Huh? No, it's Swaggy, man. It's me, man. Okay. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I have this one. I have no issue. I said Hurts is starting to kind of grow on me, but it's not because I think he's any good as a quarterback. I just like his schedule. I like I like he has stable matchups this year. Okay. But but as far as injuries, as I'm saying, like I like to drive players with upside. Like I don't worry about injuries. How you predict injuries? That's difficult to do. It might be difficult like, to would, do, Swaggy, but I mean, I have a pretty good accuracy with it. So, like, uh, like I said, when I de- identify an injury risk, 
what do you think I'm doing? Just throwing mud at a wall? Like, like I'm looking at ACLs. I'm looking at where Barkley is in his recovery. And so I know you're saying you, you agree with me on Barkley that he looked injury prone, but do you know how much crap, do you know how, hold on, Swaggy, you know how much crap I took all off season long for saying, don't go near Barkley in 2021. Let me tell you why. And I listed it off over and over and beat a dead horse. ACLs take a full year to recover. We can't use Adrian Peterson. He wasn't ready. The writing was on the wall. He barely ran without pads right before week one. And people continued to draft him, Swaggy. And they said things like, we're not drafting Barkley for week one. They said it over and over, bro. They said it over and over and over. And, and, And all I'm saying is every case is different. And I don't just go at a player that got hurt. I go after a player that has a lot of red flags. When there are multiple red flags, it tells a story and it gives you a, a higher probability of, of busting. And in the case of Henry, I don't want to I don't want to stick on Henry too much because we talked about Henry a ton. But in the case of Henry, Swaggy, I can give you a plethora, a laundry list of concerns and red flags that, in my opinion, make me much more likely to predict this right than someone saying that he's going to just play healthy and all year because he's Henry and he has to. And those things, again, very briefly, are when you rush over 371 times and he ran over three 400 times if you include the playoffs. In 2020, your odds of not only getting injured but never, ever, ever returning to form are astronomical and there are only a handful of running backs in the history of the NFL that have ever run for over 400 carries and and returned to form and he did he broke he broke exactly like history predicted running backs that run for 2000 yards their yardage and totals are cut in half the next year or they they get injured or they just fall flat on their face and Barry Sanders is one of the only runners to ever really duplicate his numbers after his 2,000-yard season. And using running backs in the past doesn't even work anymore because of the workload and how things are different in the NFL today. There's there's the carry amount of carries in a small window, 900-plus carries in a 2.5-year span. That's, in, that's astronomically high. Plate in his foot, which he may have had taken out and we don't know about it, that would help me a little bit in saying that he'd last longer. But if he's got a plate in his foot and he's carrying the ball 27 to 30 times a game, it's not going to end well. I, I agree with you about the carries and all that, but you got to understand, he doesn't have any cash over the years. I'll give Henry at least one more year to, to do it one more time before I say he, he don't fell off. I, I still, you got to give him a chance. And CMC, I'm still drafting him in most leagues. I'll take him number two overall. The only player that I wouldn't take him over is Jonathan Taylor. But if he's, if CMC's a different story than all these other dudes, he had those, all those carries a couple years ago. His injuries are less severe. CMC can make it back to top. Listen, no one has upside like Christian McCaffrey, period. I draft in fantasy. I'm an upside drafting person. Floor for me, Keenan Allen doesn't do it for me. I like Mike Evans. I, I don't care about all that. I'm trying to win the league. I want win the league players. So I always draft more an upside that they can they can win the league for me. If you always think about safety, then how can you win and and uh, fantasy football? Swaggy, what about those regular players? Swaggy, do I always think about safety? This is a man that's saying Brees Hall is going to be a top five running. No, no, back. you're different. You're different. Yeah, yeah, you're I, different. I, I'm just saying in general, people are like they're scared of Mahomes because he doesn't have heal anymore. I don't care about that. Give me all the Mahomes I can handle this year. He doesn't need Tyreek Hill. He's the best quarterback in football. 
doesn't matter about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm but I'm, as far as, I'm all, on board there. I'm on board. I, I think I think you knock him down Jackson, a notch. I'm not but. touching. I'm not touching Lamar Jackson. As far as Lamar Jackson, we're on the same page. I want no parts of Lamar Jackson. So why? Tell, tell me. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because I feel like that paints a picture as, as to the way I look at things. So I want to know why you can do that with Lamar, and not other players. I, I'm curious though. What about Lamar? Because Lamar like? is not, Lamar. Lamar lost his best. He lost his best wide receiver. That's one. And two, he, he's never been that good of a passer. And agree they and have agree. no real weapons. Huh? Agree on both points. Yeah, L- Lamar is different though. Kyler Murray's a better passer than Lamar Jackson, and Kyler is not that great either, because he has to run out of the pocket to make the throws. That's why he struggled against the Rams. Agreed. They made him a pocket passer, and he couldn't do it. Agreed. But Mahomes, like I'm saying, like people are scared because oh, the unknown, unknown. I don't play fantasy. I don't even live my life like that. Yeah, you got to take these chances. Agreed. Saquon Barkley's different this year, Smitty. I'm telling you. Okay, He's but finished top five. You're gonna see it. Okay, so here's here's the thing with Barkley, and, and and you'll you'll hear me not say Barkley's gonna bust. I don't say Barkley's gonna bust. Barkley was gonna bust last year, and I said avoid him and let him prove it to you before you ever give him back the the respect that even a high second rounder deserves. Like he, here's the thing. I wouldn't pick him in a second. I'll take him okay, in the third. then you and I, then you are, bucket. you and I again are on the same page, then Swaggy, because everyone in here that likes Barkley is going to argue he is worth a second rounder. And I'm saying that He's I can not. get behind Barkley bouncing back, but you have to take him into a place that packages packages in the risk and puts him in a position where he still got to earn his ranking, Swaggy. You can't just hand him two point five. You and I agree. You and I agree there. I agree with that one, but but I but don't. I'm just saying, you you. I understand what you're predicting injuries. I I see it, but I can't I can't think like that. I like to take chances, but I do I too. I take chances on players with high upside. But uh, Christian McCaffrey is the highest upside of any player in the NFL. But Swaggy, so why not take the chance there too? Ask yourself a question though, because you're you're kind of painting a picture like I don't like injury. That I, if a guy's hurt, I just run away from him, or that I predict injury recklessly. Think about it for a second. Who was one of my favorite running backs in 2022 coming off a season-ending injury? ETN. He's coming off a season-ending injury, a Liz Frank injury that sometimes people call career-threatening, and I love him. I take chances too, Swaggy, just because just because I don't like certain players that are coming off injury or had a long injury history or that feel like their, their careers are over doesn't mean I don't take risk with injury. ETN has no other red flags. He looks 100% healthy. He's back on the field proving he can cut without any hesitation, cut without any limitation. ETN is proving to me what Barkley still needs Agreed. to prove to me. So, and you, you know, I, you and I agree on Barkley. So, Barkley 3.5, I'm not mad at it at all. But, but Barkley, Barkley at, for me 3.3, I take him too. Okay, 2.5, I'm out, and so, so are you. No. But but people are going to no, say the same thing you're saying to I'm not me. Doing anywhere in the second round with Barkley. Agreed. Too. Agreed. I take Aaron Jones over him. But I take risks, Swaggy. Swaggy. I take risks all the time. Uh, Etn is a huge risk if you look at it from you're the injury hate perspective. Oh man, you, you hate injury injury played players. You don't like. Him. Why do I love Etn? Like, like Harry, I've never been injury prone. So the one injury he has, I understand it. I have no stock in, in in Henry at all. I never have, never will. But I'm just saying, I'm stating the fact that Henry's uh, 
the one year he got injured, yes, you're saying because of the mileage. But I think he still has one. So na- name some year name some players. Swaggy, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you where the correlation is. Name some players that I'm down on because of injury. CMC. Okay. Uh, Henry and Cook and Acres, all four. Okay, the only one. But you're back on the mixing train because mixing proved it to you last year. But you've always been down on mixing too. Don't the, forget the, that. The only one of the four that you're talking about, though. Are at the end of the the the, twi- the twilight of their career is potentially gone, and the injury is shoving oh, them over the edge. 27, 28. Tw- 20, yeah, 27, 27, 27 is the new thirty. Swaggy. Did players run over thirty? They did. Sometimes they could go over the thirty mark. Usually thirty was the death of a running back. Sometimes they could run at thirty-one. Sometimes, depending on when they turned thirty-one. Depending Same thing with twenty-seven. Before that age. Same thing with twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is now that thirty-one. And 26 is now the 30. And and Acres, I'm completely off Acres. Acres has proven absolutely nothing. The only thing Acres has proven is that he's reckless and irresponsible with his body, that the Rams don't care about his health. And the guy is not potentially going to be even 100% healthy until next year or the year after. Acres, this, you know what's so funny? A lot of people are going to say this is Acres' second year. Removed. From, I've, I've seen people say it in the comments. This is Aker's second year coming off an AC, uh, an Achilles tear. It is not. This will be his first year back from an Achilles tear. He's not a calendar year it's away. He he rushed onto the field, tried to get on after five months, came on after six months. Was the worst running back in the mm-hmm. league efficiency wise, and literally is going to enter his first year now of the of the of the Achilles injury, which no running back has ever recovered from to the tune. Running back of a top ten. Uh, I'm a Florida State fan, though. Um, he's been highly, he's been efficient since college days, and I used to, I used to defend him because I said it's the O line. And it came to the NFL and it's the same thing. He's one of the most um, inefficient running backs the NFL has ever seen in his first couple of years in the league. Who, who? That doesn't mean he can't change it, though. Who? Cam Akers. Oh yeah, Cam Akers. But Cam, Cam Akers is not going to have explosion for at least a whole year. He's going to have partial explosion. He had not only that, Swaggy. He had a like a. Uh, experimental procedure done. Procedure. Like pe- people yeah, just think, I oh, he had the, he had the new stuff. He had the new stuff done. It was like it was almost like he was the guinea pig of this type of approach, where <laughs> they patchwork that that Achilles. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna do probably the only reason I may not do it is because I think people just would rather prefer more enriching, more rich content. But I almost want to do the the ten thousand no acres, no acres. No acres, ten thousand times in a row, for for no acres awareness. This guy should not be drafted. I've seen him go in the second and third round right now. Absolutely asinine. Those people think he's a, yeah, he's two right, years yeah, removed yeah, from from recovery. So okay, but I'm not gonna lie to you, Smitty. I'm gonna see and lie to you. I'll take Acres in the end of the fourth, top of the fifth. Why not? Well, he's my I third running back. Who cares? But he's going in the third, so that's like a, that's like saying, oh, I, I'd take okay, I'll take Henry if he falls to the third round. Henry's not falling to the third round. Like Acres in the fifth ain't gonna really happen. Let other people Acres in the fourth are happen though. I'll take that risk in the fourth. I, the only reason I'm taking Acres is if I feel like the value is so good of trading him that I'll I'll take the chance and then I'll I'll trade him for a receiver that was drafted. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that feel like you know, Smitty, that they don't really want anything. That's why I will only it's take the, I, I would only take the chance if it was like a a, a really good bet that I was going to turn him into like a, a Waddle or a DK or somebody else that was doubted. No one did. No one's doing them players for him though. Not Never right know. now. They have to see it on the field first. 
Well, that's why I don't take them. Like we're these hypotheticals. Um, my point is, Swaggy, you you you're coining me as a guy that hates injury, and that's not the case. I'm just I'm just I've I have a lot of I'm not saying you don't I'm not saying that people watching don't, but I have a lot of experience. Twenty straight years of watching, like let's not let me, let me put this in perspective. Twenty years, not just of of acquiring and tweaking and honing on a skill of of this thing we call fantasy football, but twenty years of observation. Okay. From a from a professional yeah. like angle, okay, like looking at it differently than an, a fantasy football player, because you got to think about it. When you draft a player and you don't own a player, you're not looking at everything the way I am. When I watch fantasy football on Sundays and when I analyze it, I'm doing it from a very top level view of everybody. Whereas a lot of people, they're focused on their own players on their team and they don't have the time to absorb everything the way that I do full, full time. Maybe I wasn't I wasn't saying that you you're 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 avoiding injuries or whatever. I, I'm letting you I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying I'm a guy that would take chances on certain players that so are proven that they have the cachet. So if, am I. Henry is his first big time injury and he missed 10 games. He was leading the NFL in rushing before he got injured. But, Henry can he has Swaggy. one solid more year, I think, left in him. Okay, Swaggy, his his dynasty ADP. Where do you think it is? He's old now. They're not going to take him. It's old. He's, okay, he's way he's washed. Now. So so he, my he doesn't have much. But where is it? Like third round, right? Third round somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you whenever you get to a point where the dynasty ADP and the redraft ADP have a major discrepancy, like you're talking about top five overall. Some people say Henry's the one overall. Top five overall in redraft, barely a third rounder in dynasty. That is a strong indication that Swaggy, it's almost like a Vegas line. We are on the line. Okay. Are you on this side or am I on this side? So in a sense, it's almost ridiculous for either one of us to call the other one's stance ridiculous because literally we are on the line and the masses are telling us that. This is either he has one year left or he's done. And that line is drawn. I don't think you're crazy Boy, for, a, for wanting a, to go a, along for the ride one more year. Smitty, it's them team you and I, though. I'll take that chance in redraft. I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. The line is right here. Because Dynasty is saying he's no good to even pick in the top three rounds and Redraft saying he could be number one, that means that the fantasy football population is torn down the middle in terms of whether there's one more year left or not. And I'm just saying that I would rather jump ship for a safer player that I easily like as much that has less risk to an extreme degree in a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson. If you don't want to go wide receiver, you go Najee, you go Eckler. There are, I'd even take Javante and DeAndre Swift over Derrick Henry in 2022 because they have more upside and less risk, in my opinion. And, and to all the points of, you know, you don't like this or you don't like that or you missed on Mixon Smitty, there's a lot of players that you're going to say the risk is high. The, the injury risk is high, and if they work out, it doesn't necessarily mean it was the horrible call at the time. It's all those odds games. It's like I said, you go to the roulette wheel, and you bet all your life savings on hitting the number four. You could hit it, and then what? You're going to say, oh, I told you, moron, I hit it. But the odds, you've got to play the odds games at every turn. And if you play the odds game at every draft selection you make, so first round, what's the best pick at this this draft slot? 
the second round, what is the best pick at this draft slot? You will have a better team than you would have if you just don't even Brady. consider that. If you just say, well, it's Derrick Henry. Brady, put, the, put, uh, if I had the fourth pick, see, for just 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 for mocks, and the three are gone, which is Jonathan Taylor, uh, Eckler, and um, CMC, idealistically, I would draft Cup right there, though. I would take Cup at four. I have no issue with Cup at four in redraft. Over, over, like a Henry or even Najee. You're you, you're bigger on Najee. You're, the followers, all of us that listen to your show, they're bigger. You guys are bigger on Najee than I am. I'm not a believer in Najee. This Why? Year. I really felt like I lucked out drafting him last year. Offense, but his offense is doo doo. I mean, his offense is probably better this year than it was last year. Move the ball. Well, they improved their offensive line slightly. He had a monster rookie year. They're going to feed the the feed him the football. I, I get it. Like yeah, there, there are concerns. It was, was was bad. He's under. He was under. He's barely four yards. A, he was under I know. Four yards a I know. I mean, I, and, and like I said, it was three hundred seventy plus touches. Like I said before, and I, Ben is gone, so I think his reception is going to go way down. And it's the same thing. Like now, I think that Devontae in Green Bay is is gone. I yeah. think Aaron Jones is a stud, and I love Aaron Jones because he's going to catch about sixty passes this year. And they so better. They better feed him that. Important. I know, but I don't think Najee's where you guys are putting him. I don't see him there. I can't take him no top. I can understand that. I mean, I it, can't take Najee there. It's a valid concern. It's it's a valid concern. There are concerns in in Pittsburgh. I don't I don't disagree that there are concerns. It's just a matter of do you think he'll overcome those? That's the, that's why we play the game. That's why we play the game. I'm not I'm not against. I'm not against what. It's the same thing with Deontay. I don't like Deontay Johnson this year. Not in that offense. Not without Ben. I don't know what's going to happen. That's why I say Claypool will probably be the leading wide receiver. Not that I think no, Claypool is going to absolutely Claypool, blow up and have you know this this wide receiver one season. People are taking so. that I don't out think of context. Claypool is that good though. I don't. No, Claypool is a, a monster. I don't think Claypool can separate. The six four, two hundred forty pound monster. Separate. Deontay separates almost two yards of separation. Yeah. Claypool cannot. Claypool. They're rounds. different wide receivers too. Clay, Claypool is going to go yeah, up and pull down. Outside at six four, but he, he's a jump man. I, look, I don't, I don't. Separates. I'm not talking anything more than a wide receiver three four, but I don't think Deontay Johnson is going to come close to earning his fourth round value. People are out of their mind. I think we agree on that. I'm They're not out of Deontay their mind. Deontay is just. You, I told you to see that off my grade period. I don't want anything to do. Yeah, with I, I understand it, but but I understand the Najee Harris concern. It's definitely valid. It's not an invalid concern. That's what I'm saying. There, the, some of these things. And here's we, where you're going to blow your mind. I would take CMC over. I don't think that blows my mind. CMC is probably you don't, uh, average. You're worried about concern about, about injuries. I, I don't care about that right I now. I know you don't care about it. I do. I care about what have you done for me lately in the past two years, the past two seasons, yeah, you but, have not seen McCaffrey deliver, and he had he was the most used running back, the highest percentage of his offense than any other, any other player in the NFL for years. And this this was a concern. Breakdown was inevitable for CMC. And the year that he started to break down, which was two years ago, it was about the time we all worried that it could potentially happen that year or the next year. So now, yeah, you could say he's rested, whatever you, you want. But he literally broke down around where we started to have concerns because... Swaggy, when you're... This is what I've, I've learned over the course of my career is when you're a fantasy football number one running back or two or even a top three pick you have volume that is going to wear you down quick because you can't be the number one fantasy football running back and have low volume 
You are there for a reason. You're being overworked. The reign of a top five running back is no longer five, six, seven, eight years. It is a short period of time. You don't have long to sit up top because you're being overfed. McCaffrey has a little bit more, I'd say, uh, ability to Remember, have one more elite season. Hold on. Careful. He has one more ability. Hold on, Swaggy. He has one more ability to have an elite season, I think, a little bit more so than Henry. I think between the two. Because Henry's getting all that work up the gut, it's harder on the body. It's 900 and something carries within 2.5 seasons. That window of time is ridiculous. The Titans should be ashamed of themselves for running this man into the ground the way they did. And they're going to do it again. Without A.J. Brown, the offense is going to be stagnant. They can't move the football down the field. Henry's going to see more eight-man fronts than ever. His yards per carry already dropped. Even though his efficiency or his usage went up, his efficiency has dropped. As Henry's gotten older, people just don't know it because the numbers are so high because he gets freaking 7,000 carries. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey has a little bit more likely of a shot of having a longer season, but I still feel like the fact that we haven't seen anything for two years, the same thing with Mike Thomas, makes me want to avoid the, the situation entirely at the cost of entry. If it was 12 overall swaggy, which isn't going to happen... I'd take him at the 12-13 turn in at least one draft. But he's going in the top five. Some people say number one. And why do that? Why do that when he hasn't shown you anything in two years to, to suggest he can do it? That's not hating injury, Swaggy. That's that's being realistic to where, okay, if a guy gets hurt like ETN, why do I like him? I don't hate injury. I hate when a player perceives to, to not Smitty. be able to stay healthy and that they're at the end of their career. Then I jump ship, Swaggy. Smitty, Smitty, the difference between you and I is I'll always draft a player with elite upside over the injury. I'll okay, I, I I draft running backs with elite upside as well, but yes, if they're injury prone in my mind with my assessment, I will avoid them. But, but, but is CMC really injury prone though? Yes! Yeah, yes! He had Nick here and there, but no huge injuries though. He had Nick. He had Nick. Define Nick. Define Nick. Define Nick. It keeps you. If you're out two seasons, Swaggy, how are those nicks and bruises? He hasn't played for like two years. How is that Nick? How is that a small Nick or bruise? The largest, the largest injury he had was that chest. The chest injury. He hasn't played for two years. I'll listen. I take. I like elite. I'll take CMC again, I, and, and I'll be on the show every day like normal, and 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 I'll still check in. I still and, I listen. We're going to see. I still appreciate you. Thank, thank you, Smitty. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you, pal. <laughs> I, I, I really. Some of you think I'm yelling at him. I, I love Swaggy, Swaggy. I hope Swaggy still loves me, but uh, I just. I don't know. I, I, sometimes this whole you can't predict injury stuff drives me absolutely nuts. All right, Ron, we're gonna have to keep you at a, a at a cap. What what can we do for you, Ronnie boy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. First of all, I'm throwing Swaggy back overboard again because he's dragging on my Steelers. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I, I just uh, you know. This whole hall, I mean, this whole, this whole uh, uh, Henry thing is just like killing me with you. It really is because, I mean, we got ETN and I love ETN just like you do. ETN hasn't played 
any time in the NFL, and he's he's already been he's injured prior to having anything. So you're willing to give him a chance, I guess, because of his age. Part but of it. Henry has one injury. You're not giving him a chance to see what he does after his injury. And think about it. He was behind Murray for two years, hardly getting any productivity at all. He's had only two years of 300-plus carries, yeah, but, and then he was injured last year. But, Ron, so, 900 so carries and— How can you say—how can you say you would take Javante over him when he's splitting carries with Gordon over over? I don't, over Henry, I don't think he's going to split he, carries with Gordon, number you, one. You don't know. So, so I'm going to keep this short. Let's have a friendly bet. If Henry has an explosive year, if he if he if he breaks down, I'm gonna buy you a case of uh, of your uh, Mexican Coke. How, okay? how about we how about we keep how about we keep it simple? And how about we keep it simple? We'll put a we'll put a, a a membership or whatever. You can choose the level you want. We have on this on the fantasy football show. I hand that to you free. Or you, or you buy it, you're still getting value from it because I don't want to take, I don't want to take anything with, without giving you value. So, okay. I mean, well, do that. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, do that. Wait, we'll, just that. You know. I, I, yeah. So Hen- Henry, <laughs> Henry. Now, defining explosive season is going to be hard because if he has seven straight games of being a monster and has a freak injury, are you going to say that he was on his way to it? Like, what, what's your definition? No. Okay. Okay. If he has, if he has. His normal, like top, he had top five season, two years where he had the three. If he if he has, you know, excluding okay, maybe he misses one or two games, but most running backs do. So, uh, but if he has, you know, a complete, pretty much complete season, and his pro- productivity is basically the same as it was in his two three hundred yard, you know, his two three hundred carry years, then. I mean, I we're, we're going to have a tough time to find it, but that's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll hash it out. It might make for a good a good, uh, a good, good debate if we end up having it be cloudy at the end of it. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, we're, we're, fi- we're fine. Henry, I, here, here's what I'll Henry, say, Ron, and then I'll let it I'll let it go because I know that the, the Derrick Henry topics can been beat like a dead horse. But the, the problem is oh, I understand yeah, what you're saying. You what? You what? Well, I know it's been beat to hell. Yeah, but but Henry Henry's oh, had 900 carries within that 2.5 year window of time you can say he wasn't used early on in his, his NFL career all you want you can say it's his first injury none of that matters to me when you're at his age in today's NFL this is the new 30 his age is the new 30 years old where you fell off the face of the earth when you've rushed for 2,000 yards when you've had a 400 carry season and then history told you that he was going to break and then he broke the odds of coming back to life after the breakage from a 400 carry season which takes running back out after running back after running back very few running backs ever escape that 400 carry season and don't break physically for their career i just think it's a tall order for a running back that is built different that hits the ground harder and harder and harder than any other player in the nfl and he is not a shifty guy behind the line of scrimmage. He's a plotter. Once he gets going to full speed, 
He's very impossible to take down, but he's not shifty behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to face eight-man front after eight-man front. If he can't break through the hole, he can't go anywhere. So this is going to be one of those scenarios. I don't know if it'll be right away. He could start off the year good, but at some point, Derrick Henry's going to look like he's running in mud. It's going to be very painful to watch for a lot of people, but at his size, his inability to, to run the football down the field and get going and it, I don't know if you if you owned Henry last year you know first half sometimes he'd have 30 and 40 yards no touchdowns or you'd be like what what this is gonna be a bad game for Henry the end of the game he'd have 125 and two or three scores because he'd wear defenses down I think we're gonna be in a real strange place if this Tennessee Titans team can't move the football down the field he's seeing eight man front after eight man front and can't break through the line of scrimmage and he's going to potentially get abused even like here's my concern Ron if you put him in the same offense with AJ Brown and they could open it up I might be a whole lot more on board with Henry having one more year but you take an you take all the injury risk I already feel is there and you tell him you tell me now he's facing more eight man fronts and getting smashed at the line of scrimmage more than ever He's going to break down. That's my take. I realize that it's a bold take to some people. It's why we play the game. Could I be wrong on it? Absolutely. It's it's. There's a percentage chance I'm wrong. Let's call I call, I call it like 20%, but it's an arbitrary number I'm just throwing out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I do agree with you on, uh, on Lamar Jackson. I mean, I just, that, that whole Baltimore team is, they they put him in a bad position to begin with, and and I'm just staying totally away from Baltimore altogether. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like Lamar this year. Not as valuable. Anyway. I'm staying clear. All right, Ron. Appreciate you, Ron. Appreciate all the super chats. Appreciate all the support. Oh. Uh, we're gonna disagree on some stuff, and this Henry one's one of them. No big deal. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Appreciate you. Later. Yes. And 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 uh, Swaggy, I appreciate you still. We are done for today. Uh, enough yelling and screaming. Um, you know, these things happen. These shows are going to kind of have the, the I don't want to say negative uh, vibe to them sometimes when you talk about a player breaking down. Um, but uh, thank you all for watching today. This was an hour, what, an hour and a half? Hour and a half of talking Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, injuries, all that stuff. It was a pretty good show, to be honest. I felt like, uh, I felt like it was surprisingly um, a lot of content got got uh, delivered in this in this one what was going to be just a, an update on Lamar's situation. Uh, appreciate everybody that called in. Families argue, says Blackbeard. <laughs> families argue. Um, Ron, families argue, says Blackbeard. We're okay. <laughs> Swaggy, we're okay. We'll be okay. Uh, you missed a doozy, Overcome. You might want to rewatch it. Overcome missed the show. I'm live Monday through Friday. I'll see you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, unless we go live on an emergency live stream because your boy Smitty goes live anytime there's breaking news. Get your one-on-one text advice at thefantasyfootballshow.com. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Thanks.
Hit that like button on the way out the door. Still 94 of you in here. Punch the, the thumb up button on the way out the door. Uh, Russian Collusion dropping a super chat. Russian Collusion says, Smitty, don't get upset. Let these guys draft the body bags. It leaves better picks for us. Thank you, Russian Collusion, for dropping the super. Uh, Ryan Kilpatrick in the house. Swaggy throwing up the peace sign. There's my there's my pal Swaggy. Swaggy and I are fine. Uh, Kayla, thank you for, for being here. Hoovy, see you later, buddy boy. Appreciate you, Blackbeard. Uh, uh, Terry, Silver. Silver in the house. Terry in the house. Uh, Vamp, Philip, Ron Navy. Kayla is an a exclusive YouTube member. Philip, Swaggy, Hoovy, all exclusive YouTube members. That link is below as well in the description. Overcome is an exclusive YouTube member. Drop them emojis. And we're going to have uh, exclusive chats here during some of the episodes. Appreciate everybody. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. See you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern or earlier if there's breaking news. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.